Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hey. Dave. Hey. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with Good Thing. We do it really quickly. And Craig, it's your turn. Go, 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 go. All right. Uh, my good thing this week, uh, I'm going to recommend nope, faster. a webcomic. <laughs> nope. He's uh, doing Sonic this week because he's got to go fast. Craig's good <laughs> thing is Sonic. Dave, go. I don't actually like Sonic My good thing. <laughs> mm, let me think of one. All right, Craig, this, back to you. This is backfiring spectacularly. Uh, my good thing this week is a webcomic comic called El Goonish Sheaf which I'm totally pronouncing wrong. It's called EGS. Uh, I've been doing a reread of it. It's it's pretty good. It has magic and martial arts and uh, fighting Ninjas, and stuff. dragons, and, strong and, bad. And it deals with a lot of uh, LGBTQ plus issues as well. Um, it has gotten better over the years. It had a very rough start. It's a 20 it's a years old. Wow. Um, and the guy started it in, I think, high school or something. So it, it it's very rough in the beginning. Uh, so I don't recommend starting at the very beginning. I recommend starting with, uh, I believe, the sister arc is the first one. It's it's way, it's about 20 years ago. Um, it's still rough, but that sort of introduces the characters and sort of gets you to, to know everything and, and become um, used to it. So it's pretty good, uh, and it just gets better and better, and there's some really good things. It's fun, it's enjoyable. Yeah, good stuff. If you like magic and, and such, then uh, check it out. Here, I'll, I'll right. put it in good things. It's El Goonish Sheev, or also called EGS Comics. I remember this existing back when I was really into webcomics, but I never got into this one. I got nothing S- here. Still regular updates. All right. Uh, doesn't sound like anybody else has anything. Dave? My good thing this week is Naoki Kodaka. All right. Who you might know, <laughs> who you might know as a composer for Sunsoft. His discography includes such banger hits as Blaster Master, Journey to Silius, Fester's Quest, and Batman. So if you're uh, around our age, maybe, or like had a Nintendo in the late 80s, early 90s, and you liked any of the music from those games, then Naoki Kodaka is to is to thank for that. Really awesome composer. Doesn't really get highlighted as often as someone like Uematsu or David Wise. David Uematsu Wise, got it. No, Naoki Kodaka... Craig, you like Naoki Kodaka, right? We were David playing Journey Kodaka. to Silius the other day, or last week. I mean, there's some good songs there. Yeah. All right. I think that's yeah. I think that's all we've got for Dave. Uh, my good thing this week is I got tired of waiting for Cradle Book Twelve, so I've started on one of Will White's other series, The Traveler's Gate. Uh, the first book is I want to say House of Blades. I could look this up on my phone. That's right in front of me. Very very impressive. House of Blades, book one. Faster. It's pretty good. Will White, House of Blades. First book of a trilogy, fully published, already out. Uh, his new series is, has a date for the first book of sometime in April, and then Cradle Book 12 is June something. I forget the exact dates. Uh, yeah, very excited. We'll wait. Tori, go. Uh, my good thing this week is a pair of novellas I read recently. Uh, they are the Monk and Robot series by Becky Chambers. The first one is called A Psalm for the Wild Built. Uh, So it takes place in a kind of post-apocalyptic, but everyone's doing okay, future, uh, where what happened was uh, everything was, at some point in the future, robots were just doing all the jobs. And then the robots attained sentience and decided they weren't going to be slaves, so uh, they just left. Uh, They left to go live in the wild, and now this is centuries later, and humanity... um, has been getting along without robotic assistance, and uh, robots are kind of a legend that everyone has forgotten about. Um, and then the main character, um, a traveling monk, sibling Dex, um, stumbles across a wild robot uh, just in the course of their travels, and they end up traveling together and having long philosophical dis- discussions on you know, the meaning of life and sentience and existence. And these are delightful little books. And um, 
sibling Dex uh, is a traveling tea monk, so lives in one of those tiny houses and uh, travels around serving tea to Does people. Does it go like this? And the tea monk? <laughs> no, not that kind of tea. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's lovely, and I can't wait to read more of it. So. Is it like the GIF I just posted in Good Things? Let's check. Yes. Why you guys It's exactly this? like that. Exactly like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just a delightful book. It I would call it a cozy read. So that was uh, the first one is Psalm for the Wild Built. And the author is Becky Chamber. Oh, Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Yes, Becky that Chambers. person. Mm-hmm. Same one. Oh, the, the herbologist from Resident Evil. Dave's brother Dan recommended Long Way to a Small Angry Planet to me, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was one of my good things. Yeah, this author is definitely a good thing. I have a brother. <laughs> Uh, Dave having a brother is, I I guess, my good thing. This have nieces. Yeah, if they're really cute, you kind of forget about where they came. I like how you're just trying to bait for a reaction in our Discord. Well, Eh. how how would one react in our Discord, Craig? Oh well, they can visit us at our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/CosmereCast, and there's a link to our Discord there, which they can join and they can make fun of us by joining Discord, which is free to join. So come do that. And if you pay us money, you can also join in our live recordings. If you don't pay us money, you got to do it through Craig's stream, which he tries, but he doesn't balance the audio nearly as well as you can yourself if you're in voice channel. <laughs> true. Because Very true. If, if you watch on Craig's stream, you miss the visual gags. You do. Uh, Dave has cool toys that he like pulls out and fiddles with when we're saying boring stuff that he doesn't care about. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I like to zone out and not pay attention to what people are saying when they're saying boring stuff and watch Dave play with his cool toys because he's zoning out and playing with stuff. One time I fell asleep on... During one of our recordings? Yeah. That was that was pretty recently. That, that was, was when you very came recently. back from yeah. St. Louis. That, yeah. that was that day. Uh, but we're not coming back from St. Louis today. We're doing chapters today. Mm-hmm. I just realized I made two Jenga ship references in this book. Uh, I realize that <laughs> we have three out of five of our chapters this week are Venley. It happens. Well, that's why it's part IV, because Venley's the POV. Can't spell Venley without IV. In some order. It's like her last and first letters, right? All right. Uh, part four, entitled AK, Now Ledge. And this will star Shades Martin, Dead Bug Girl, and Bridge 4, in addition to some of the regulars we've seen already in this book. And then there's a, a Tory page. There's a there's a page in this book, right before Part 4 starts, that's just for Tory. It's all about the Alethi language and how the different sound effects work and stuff. I <laughs> Specifically the sound effects, not, not the voice <laughs> or the words. I, I didn't spend as much time reading it as Tori probably did. Uh, I spent it's, a lot of time reading work. it uh, on, the, on the first go-round, but um, I, I skipped it because I was only doing the audio this week. So They didn't narrate the sound effects? Uh, they described Page? all of the... Um, did they read, like, Shalon's notes yeah, on the Yeah, the sprint? notes. Oh, that's cool. Guys, this page is really windy. <sighs> yeah, that that joke blew my... Yeah, Discord doesn't <laughs> apply to doesn't... that, but hopefully Audacity caught that for you. Oh, Audacity right, Chapter 73. That. that joke is for the listeners. <laughs> chapter... Oh, I got a joke for the listeners. Mike's favorite sound. Oh, God. All right. Uh... Hey, maybe I'll have an opportunity to say it in this week's chapters. Chapter 73. Which master to follow? Eight eight years ago, Venley finally discovered FM radio. Ulim straight up says he's going to have Esh and I killed, and Venley either doesn't notice or doesn't care. What? How did Ulim get past town? Ba-Edo Mishram fudged up. In a few years, Venley will get all the credit. Is Venley new form or huh? Oh, yeah. Show the listeners how scary the humans are. All right, so this is a flashback chapter. Um, my notes say 80 years ago, but I think that's incorrect. I think it was <laughs> somewhere between seven and nine years ago. I think there's an extra Y snuck in there. 80 years ago. <laughs> 80 years ago. Eight? Why? Years ago. <laughs> uh, so Venley is, you know has fm radio now she can listen to the new rhythms when miss hanging out on her gem heart and Ulm's just like yeah you know you don't want to be jealous of people in war form those are people that 
people like in Warform, like Ash and I, and all the other people, are just cannon fodder for us, and they're, we're just gonna send them out to die. And Venli's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, that's kind of either ignores it or doesn't notice that there's a decent chance Ash and I might die because of Venli's actions. It doesn't happen. We don't have to worry uh, about that. I mean, how else was she supposed to get Tamber, right? I mean, Tamber would have bonded Ash and I otherwise. Yeah, spread and work on the Klingon promotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so if you want someone to do what you want, you have to hold them under duress. All right. <laughs> Dave, I get what? that. If you want to bond with Silfrena, you know what you need to do. You need mm. to haunt you got Kaladin's no dreams. phone number? <laughs> I don't want to be her radiant. I just want to, like, you know, hang do you, out. Do you want to be her Lopin? Does she sure. hang out with the Lopin? I don't know. She hang, hangs out with a rock? Hangs out Accord. with uh, Liren at times. Not recently. Uh, all right. What happened? Ulam? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I remember last week you guys hinting at or just straight up spoiling the fact that Town didn't actually give in. And he did here not. We, here we have it. Ulam's like, we found some secret way to get past that pesky herald. And there well, it is. I think you guys might have been right. Okay. There's more to it. And I, this is a little bit spoiling, but we already did spoil it. Town never broke. At this point, what? nobody broke because Town's the only there's, one. There's in no there. one. There's no one to break, except Town, and Town never broke. Right. True. Town never broke. I mean, we're gonna get that in the last chapter of this week's reading as well. So basically, uh, he found a back door. Yeah. Oh, hang on. There's a back door. I'm hacking into the mainframe. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, this is this is Dave doing a thing I specifically asked people not to do. <laughs> you, you Before we you started had, recording. You didn't, want peop- you didn't want people to do it by accident. I did it on purpose. This was accidentally on purpose. <laughs> this is going to be a worse yeah. listening experience than the episode I just put out where I realized that my webcam mic picked me up for the whole freaking episode. I'm so... Okay, so Ba'edo Mishram. Let's talk about Ba'edo Mishram again. Yes, uh, Edo Mishram had something to do with creating the fuse, I think, and maybe had something to do with the false desolation, because Edo so, Mishram is, again, mentioned in chapters. What Edo Mishram did was connected to all of the singers and was able to grant them forms of power. We don't... I'm not convinced that they became fused, oh. but they probably became regals. Uh, I see. Yeah, so that that's that's what Edo Mishram did. Beato oh, Mishram was kind of want to. Beato Mishram was three kids in a trench coat saying, "I'm Odium. I'll take one R-rated ticket, please, and <laughs> one alcohol as well." <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's there's more to get into again uh, the, about the connection and Braze. It's uh, it's covered a little bit later in the chapters too. So I want to get to that part. Uh, so anyway, the point is, Venley's like. Ulim, teach me a new form. And he's like, no, you need to get, if I teach you stuff too fast, it's going to be suspicious. You need to rally up your people. And then she's like, well, we could go to a party at Gavilar's house and show them how scary they all are when they're drunk with power and rage and wine. That's it for chapter hey guys, 73. I'm starting to think Ulim is a bit of a jerk. I'm just starting just to think bit. this now. He is just very a bit. small. He's a very, well, he's small in this. No, I, I disagree. Hashtag Team Ulam. <laughs> okay, sure. Is Ulam tail or tattle? Like, is he yellow or purple? Or is he? He's red though, right? Yeah, Ulam's red. He appears red. Yes. Who's yellow? Tamber? Maybe I thought Tamber Tamber's was like a, light, there was a. I thought there was color. like a yellow void sprint at one point, right? Toward the well, Tamber's not a void sprint. Oh yeah. No, that's Windle. Windle, because he winds a and he winds yeah. a made out of leafy rope. All right. Did I miss anything for chapter seventy-three? Nope. I don't think so. All right, chapter 74. Ace, you gotta say the words and be good at them. Whoever's writing the epigraphs with that might be Taravangian? I don't know. That's my initial guess. I actually don't what? remember. It's probably not Taravangian, because you would remember that. Would I? Don't underestimate my ability to forget crucial things, Dave. The listeners haven't. <laughs> That's what listeners are for. For, uh, okay, chapter... Okay. What rumors about Relaine and Venley? Venley's nerves are so tight. LOL. I'm supposed to remember why that was funny? Uh, Relaine must have gotten some zero-armed Herdazian jokes that the Lopin doesn't need any. Matt. 
Lyran is in command of his own subservient. The water bearers are danger rangers. All right, <laughs> take it, Craig. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> You should know. You've read this week's chapters. I did. I did read life. them, but I have to interpret you. Uh, so we're back in modern day, but this is still. Tori knows Venley. what the Danger Rangers are. Venley and Relaine um, are heading over to Liren's infirmary uh, to. I, I think they're. I can't. I don't remember exactly what happens, but I think they're discussing um, the, the news about Kaladin, and Liren is just like ready to just write him off. He's like, no, he's, he's doing the wrong he's thing. Like, he's probably dead. He might not be, but. He's probably dead. Oh well. Mm. I mean, in Liren's defense, Kaladin has died like five or six times from his perspective. Uh, there, there is discussion with Relaine and how there, there wasn't much that he could do to sort of like act okay uh, compared to the other singers that were taking over at the time. Like, there's no way he would have been able to lay low and do much of anything. So he did what he could, and he was able to steal some uh, maps, I believe. Which is what he's dropping off at, at this oh, particular scene. Oh, he stole scene. canisters, and the canisters had magic. Yeah, he, he like got it like right very early when he was still pretending to be a singer, and it's like uh, I need these for one of the fuse. And then he got caught because he the fuse that he named uh, was one of the crazy ones who doesn't have other uh, singers that that follow them. So whoops, that was a mistake. And and Liren's basically like just just be subservient, and you know don't. Don't rock the boat too much. Just do what you can and help help the people that you can. Like that's it. Like don't do anything. That's that's Liren's own uh, approach situation. Yeah, that's how he tries to take him by being subservient in a way that he tries to do the best he can while rocking. Now I don't think "rock the boat" is a is a uh, is a phrase. Not not Rochelle. for the Alethi. For the <laughs> for the Thalen, sure. Yeah, Thalens totally can. Like they they sail. There's storms, so there's definitely and waves. And Shade Smart, it's Shade Smart. The boat is literally sailing on rocks. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, also, Liren isn't Thalen, or or has been to Shade Smart. It's been to Carbrant. They got need... boats in Carbrant. No, he, he was trained he by someone from Carbrant. Okay, and he was going to send Kaladin to Carbrant. Right. So, so why why was Venley's nerves are tight? Funny. Why was that a joke? I have. But we need a better phrase than rock the boat, so we need to think of one right now. It's very important that we stop what we're doing. Cross the chasm. Cross the chasm. Dave got it. Poke the white spine. I was going to say open a door during a high storm. Dave's (laughs) Dave's flow's better. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we see one of the the water bears has a sash cliff on their forehead. Which we know is Kaladin's thing. So there's yeah, that's there's a, a group symbol of, of the danger, danger range. Rangers. That's Kaladin's yeah. danger fan range. The danger yeah. range. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh, Into the Spider Verse? I have. That's the no. first one, right? There's only one so far. Yes, I mean. Then yeah. yes, I don't remember uh, it, but I've seen it. I see this as like when Peter Parker dies and everyone puts on Spider-Man masks. Oh, like Spartacus, except he didn't really die. Yeah, there's just like this massive crowd of people <laughs> all wearing shash brands, you might except they're later, drawn on instead of branded. Because why on earth would you brand your forehead? And and Liren's like, that's gonna get them killed. So yeah, yeah. But that's but, yeah. the fan. That's the name of the fan club. That's the name I gave. They're I like doing it. the same thing and for the same reason. The Danger Rangers, Kaladin's Calafan, Calakin. But they got the anyway. Chapter seventy-five, the middle step, which I guess is like the second, right? Yeah, all right. So you know those ramps in Super Mario World that let you run up the wall? Sure do. Yeah, that's kind of like how lasting integrity, you know, you run up the wall and then like sideways and you get to the top and you gravity. It made me think of the end of Labyrinth. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. David Bowie's codpiece? I often think of David Bowie's codpiece, yes. Uh, okay. All the Dead Eyes are gathering to watch Adolin's execute, I mean trial. Won't formless be... Won't be formless for much longer. This plane... Uh, you know what? Let's go over the first scene first. The first scene's from Adolin's perspective, and he's walking up a wall, and he's looking off the wall, and afar, a bunch of dead eyes gathering. And he's like, Ah, oh, my adoring fans are here. And the <laughs> honor guard, the uh, honor spren that's guarding him. It's like, no, no, no. The honor guard. I like it. <laughs> the honor spren guard is saying, ah, yeah, oh, yeah they're, they're here to see justice being served. And Adolin's like, it's not justice to blame me for what my ancestors did. And then the honor friend's like, but that's what you told us. Which I don't think is quite what Adolin said. But That's that's a, the exact opposite of what Adolin said. But yeah, <laughs> I want lasting integrity as a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 level. 
that that would be weird. It it would be. I think it's a cool how weird. they have trees and like the branches that are lower to the ground that the tree is planted on will like, fall sideways to the wall, but the ones that are too far from the wall will actually true down. All right, so that's basically it for Adolin's little snippet. This chapter, Shalon and friends. All right, won't be formless for much longer. This place seems great for a skybreaker, which is weird because honor sprint don't bond skybreakers. So I don't know why they would build it like a graviton skybreaker obstacle course. Restaris, it certainly couldn't be for windrunners. <laughs> Ristaris and 16 other humans live here. What a coincidence. That kingdom of Nalthus has the same name as a distant planet. <laughs> but maybe it's not that weird because there is a Jupiter in Florida. Saturn. <laughs> no one's going to. Craig didn't even get it, and he's the one person you said it for. No, no. <laughs> well, hey, man. You, correction, you didn't get it. I got it. <laughs> Jupiter. Right. I guess I'll post the clip in Discord for later. But There's no context thing. to it. It still doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people laughing at it. So you can tell that it's supposed to be funny because there's like a laugh track or a live studio audience. All right. Uh, okay. So Shallan's target calls himself 16, which we all know is short for 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2. Probably because he's 2 plus 2 plus a t- No. I have to practice saying that. No. Well, maybe he's not that. Uh, so this guy um, doesn't ever need to empty a chamber pot. He's balding, and he calls himself 16. It sounds like we have a big Kirby that doesn't poop on our hand. Yeah, I guess that's the logical... Right, can I get another try at that? All right. <laughs> oh man it sounds like we have a big kirby that doesn't poop on our hands i don't i don't want kirby to poop on my hands too. <laughs> all right and cut um oh pattern really is a doggo hey pattern can i trust you i cannot see the future i try to be worthy of trust which is like the most sus thing he could have said possible <laughs> Hey, Shalon is back. To meet the other cryptic she killed, maybe? Silly girl, you cannot kill a chondra so easily. Especially if you don't even try. Yeesh, girl. It turns out Formless was Shalon all along. She just had to believe in herself. The real Formless was the friends we made along the way. You mean Vale and Radiant? Yeah, so... They, I they like were made song, along man. the way, so yes. Patterns. I can't tell if Brandon's setting up pattern for someone that we're supposed to suspect and then it's a joke, and he pulls out the rug from under us, or someone that we're supposed to suspect, and then, like, actually is the bad guy. Like a certain other Cosmere character I could name. You mean Tong Fa? No. I mean, yeah, but the other guy, Dent. I was thinking more Dent. You mean Kelsier? <laughs> I mean, he was pretty uh, bloodthirsty and racist himself, but, uh, you know... You mean no, Ellen specifically? Other than should, should I keep? Friend. Should I keep this bit going? Because I could just keep naming random Cosmere characters. I specifically <laughs> meant Denth. Yeah. Okay. But specifically, Denth was like the—he's so obviously bad. He's friendly, except he's actually bad. Uh, and that I feel like I think that. Gosh, dude. All right. So obviously, there's this weird. There's this dead eyes cryptic that Pattern wants Shalon to meet, and. I believe I made this point before when we saw Dead Eyes Cryptic before. I said, oh, maybe this, this, well, maybe it's not even that specific cryptic that she met in the shop, but like, oh, Shalon probably killed a cryptic when she was younger. She killed her mom and then broke her, or, yeah, she killed her mom with a shard blade, broke her oath, killed a cryptic, and that pattern isn't actually the same uh, spren that her childhood. And I think this is uh, pretty good proof of that, you know? He's like, I know, he's like, I know you're probably going to kill me. Pattern says, I know you're probably going to. Hey, I want you to meet this dead cryptic. Um, but he, oh man, this, this, uh, this, this uh, chapter's so heavy. Pattern also admits that he was using the Sion to contact Marizi. But like, why would he contact Marizi? All right, Dave, you oh, know how always, sometimes. He's always been in cahoots. You know how sometimes you have theories that are really, really good and we don't say anything. And then sometimes you have <laughs> theories that are really, really bad and we also don't say anything. Have you noticed are that you we're s- not saying anything? <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you saying that you're not saying anything? <laughs> we are to, to give, so not like, saying that, no. To give Dave some defense, though, this we had a whole part where we haven't seen anyone in Shadesmar. So it's it's this is dense on purpose. We're finally catching up with our uh, Shalon crew. So there's a lot here. Uh, Craig, yeah. 
your noise gate is way off. No, leave it. It'll be good on the recording. Just pretend it, we heard it. It'll be fine on the recording, but I can't tell what he's saying. Dent. <laughs> something about yeah, Dent. something about Dent. I heard that. <laughs> All right, so how many Conjure are on Roche right now? Uh, one. <laughs> one or more. <laughs> is it Ristaris? No, it's Rushu. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Ristaris is on the Shadesmire side of Roshar. Oh, uh, man. This guy's a conjurer. Like, come on. He doesn't poop. What other exclamation, explanation could there possibly be for not emptying your chamber pot other than you're a conjurer? He's a hoarder. He's a used <laughs> chamber pot hoarder. You don't want to go into his house. It's real disgusting. bad in there, bud. It is so bad in there. Maybe he does want a giant Kirby to poop on his hand. All right, so just Um... <laughs> Anyway, this guy's a conjurer. Uh, there's also 16 people in addition. Does he call him? Maybe it's actually prisoner. We've never seen the number Wait 16 before, ever, on, in stop. any book. Stop. How do shard bearers die? Um, in the examples we've seen, uh, killed by other shard bearers. Killed Laris. Uh, 80. No, Vin took the power of Or Vin took the shard from Laris. Uh, Laris yeah, yeah. had... After 80 killed him. Yeah, he had used too much of his power to keep the world going uh, in opposition to AD, so that AT was able to finish him. Like, we didn't... It was a bit of a slow burn. Yeah, we didn't see AT do it, but it was ultimately because of AT's doing. Yeah. And didn't um, Kelsier end up picking up the shard briefly, or was he not able to no, he physically did. pick up the shard? He did for a little bit. Okay. He, he, he used the, uh, the Irie ball. Right, to, yeah, he to had to the force connect. a connection. I just couldn't remember if there was a physical shark because he was in the Cognitive Realm at the time. I just didn't remember. Yeah, so where's Lyris right now? Lyris is in, dead. In whatever happens beyond, which not even Sazed knows, unless he was lying what about if that. He's, what if he's in lasting integrity? What if lasting integrity is where you go after you die and your, <laughs> and your uh, Cognitive Shadow also dies? We the, never saw the Cognitive Shadow's body. The only information we've been given is that the body, the people move on into the spiritual realm. We don't know what that means. We don't know where the beyond is. It just they go through the spiritual realm. That's that's all we really know. All right. So uh, Ristaris is either Laris or Echandra. I won't be convinced otherwise. So, so you're okay. saying Lyris, as in preservation? Laris, yes. <laughs> is it actually pronounced Laris and not Lyris? Definitely not Lyris. L e r a s. L A R A. No, it's L E R. Laracium. Yeah. yeah. It was L A R. Don't worry, no. our listeners will correct us. L A R A S is the mistress of the kitchens in the Wheel of Time at the White Tower. That sounds like someone I want to meet. <laughs> Wait, that means that she cooks, right? Uh, it in fact means she does not cook. She oversees the kitchens. She doesn't touch anything. But it's... she's she does make sure we get to. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Pattern admits to contacting Marizi with, maybe he, he had to have wanted to get caught. There's no way Pattern puts the cube. So he's been, his MO right now seems to be forcing Shalon to confront her past, but why? Well, that's completely inconsistent with everything we've seen from him in four books. He certainly hasn't tried to make Shalon confront her past almost every time he's been on screen. Nope. <laughs> but... So he wants her to confront her past, but he also loves the lie of covering the past. So he's kind of like, he's kind of playing his face on both books. I don't think he necessarily likes the lie so much as he no, likes he, when he outright says truth. He outright says he likes the lies. He, he likes lies. No, he just calls he, them delicious. He, he likes when like these big truths are finally revealed. Like it's sort of like, it's fun to have a lie. Like it's fun, but... The moment when you accept and actually say something, like, oh, that, that's the big thing. Like, the lie is sort of like a, a tease, if you will, until when uh, a truth like lying is really and revealed. Yeah, lying and wait. Yeah. yeah. Lies are like tea. You add a bunch of sugar to them and some ice, and they're delicious. So what you're saying is sugar is delicious. Uh, okay. Man, what so what like, I'm saying is I love a sweet tea with no ice. I'm so not sure what to think of pattern, but like... Same as Shalon and Co. Well, the biggest thing you need Am to I... remember when you think about pattern is no mating. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I, what I, he's on the sus list like. for now. That pattern's on the sus list for now. But now I'm thinking, like, there's no way he puts that cute on by accident. You know his, whole, like, his whole deal is pattern. He knows now, which one. Now that they're married, I bet pattern is on board with mating. It yes, depends mating. on if Shalon said mm. it's okay 
for us to mate now. If she never said that, Pattern might be on no mating duty still. Uh, Pattern has uh, voyeured before a man yeah, taking a bath. I bet Pattern likes to watch just like Sulfrana does. Hey, uh, aren't we on a time crunch? We should continue. We got plenty of time. All right, so what did you guys have for breakfast today? <laughs> All right, uh, man, but Pattern's just like, uh, I think Vale's in charge. Like, Pattern, you were supposed to go watch these people. And Pattern was like, but I missed you. <laughs> Wait, are you going oh, into the man. kitchen? Because I want to go into the kitchen. Oh, you're going back to the living room? I'm going to go back to the living room, okay? Basic. But man, he just says some really suspicious. Like when she, when Pattern says, "I try to be worthy of trust." Like, well, yeah, a deceitful person is always making an extra effort. It's crazy. Well, that's so different, that's different than being he's on worthy. Sus, he's on he's on sus watch. He's close to sus warning. A deceitful person s- wants to be trusted so that way they can get away with it. But someone who's truthful wants to be worthy of having that trust. They want to earn it. I would say that Vatha goes out of his way to make. It's so that people don't trust him. So what do you say to that, Dave? Vatha's really pattern, is what I'm saying. But doesn't Vatha have his own Spren? His own cryptic? Can Spren it's, bond it's other Spren? the perfect disguise, Dave. Oh, that would be like a Conjure eating another Conjure, yeah. Never happened. Mmm, the best lie. And then pooping a Kirby <laughs> onto your hands. Yep, you got it. <laughs> uh, so, Shalon emerges in some form... Uh, or formless. I'm not really sure. This part's confusing. There's definitely a lot to dissect in this chapter, and it's probably my favorite chapter. I think we've spent enough time on it. Anything else for chapter 75? Hey, Dave, refresh my memory. Uh, way back in Way of Kings, did you like Shalon as a character then, or were you in the why she even in this book boat? In Way of King? Yeah, when we were first introduced I, to Shalon, how did I you feel about her? Remember, but my guess is probably was. And what remember, about now? Do you like Shalon as a character? Specifically, oh yeah, she's great. I remember she's Dave character. not caring about anything except Sylphrena. I mean, uh, that's still true. So, <laughs> what does that change? Honestly, Wave Kings didn't turn on for me until we started reading reading Words of Radiance. Next, Words of Radiance, yeah. <laughs> Wave and Kings it wasn't, wasn't like, good it, until the next book. No, but that's not even the case, because I remember being excited for Words of Radiance before we even started it. I was like, oh man, we're going back to all this Way of Kings stuff. And like, as I was reading Way of Kings the first time, I was just like, yeah, whatever. But then as I was recalling it, and then getting ready for Words of Radiance, I was like, oh yeah, I want to see where this stuff's going. But it was like, it was better... It was better in recollection than the experience of reading it, at least the first time. It was kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, no one likes Napoleon Dynamite on their first watch, but everyone loves talking about it and quoting it. Um, I, think... I have never understood the appeal of Napoleon Dynamite. I hate that movie so much. Same. Yo, I'm with you, we, Mike. You gotta talk about it. Oh my gosh. We agree. Um, I feel like the last quarter but of nobody Wave... liked it the first time they watched it right. same with aqua teen hunger force the, the last like, aqua quarter of likes aqua teen hunger force on their first one of way of kings really carries it it's like all rested on that so it's it's sort of a slow burn until you get to that last part of it and then it's like wow this is a really good ride now they That's had all of that true. set up wave kings wave kings finished very strong as well i mean wave kings is pretty strong throughout on a reread i believe you yeah yeah Agreed. Uh yeah, next chapter. Let's do another chapter. I want I want another chapter. Dave, Dave, give me another chapter. Chapter seventy six. Says I mean harmony. I mean, come on. Should we ended chapter seventy five with Shalon running into a Chandra, and then the next chapter is titled Harmony. Not a coincidence. I think so. Uh, the sibling isn't talking to you anymore. Wine made from grape. Rabonial is tired of warring. Honor likes marches, cultivation likes chamber music, and odium likes jazz. So each light has a tone. So naturally, tower light has 8675309. I get that joke. Are you saying the sibling's name is Jenny? No, he's saying that tower light is Tommy Two-Tone. Honor and cultivation can both get into concerti. What kind of music would Honor and Odium both like? And this reminds me of a time at work when... I broke. Uh, wait. Navani. <laughs> Where's the work antidote? Alright. And fade back in in three, two. This reminds me of a time at work when Navani has Rabonial sing different tones, trying to find a harmony. The answer is obviously Big Band, or the Rhythm of War. How was Honor killed? 
Seth's Fear has opposite of Jazzlight that can kill Odium. Raboniel is a meanie pants. Nivani is buzzed with wine and implication. Alright. Dave, Dave mm, the answer yeah. was Ska. I don't think so. I think the answer is Big Band. Nope, it's Ska. That's like the majestic but also jazzy of music. Nope. Odium and Honor, they can get together at a real Big Fish concert. They can hang out under there that is a lot of brass and Yeah, there's a lot of brass there too. You might be right. Maybe Big Band would be good for all three of them. All right. Uh, since Mike has a lot to say about this chapter, I'll let him recapitulate. Uh, so... The sibling isn't talking to you anymore. Yeah, duh. You you got spied on really, really obviously, Navani. Of course the sibling isn't talking to you anymore. Like, you, you helped the sibling be 20% more broken. I thought it was 25%. Are there four It's all Navani's fault and no one else's. Tori, how many noodles were there? Uh, five? Uh, I thought there were four noodles. I thought there were originally five noodles. Well, well there's the are one, we counting then the, there's the balcony one, and then there's the well one. Yeah, there's and one on the there balcony, one, one on the well. There's one left, and there was the main, the the original one. But I I don't know if we count the main pillar as one of the access noodles as well, because technically it's accessible until it had a big shield up. Well, yeah, the noodles are there to protect the pillar. <laughs> Well, let's yeah, the, see. There's the, there's the noodles. penne, rigatoni. See, the problem is I can't noodles. I can't <laughs> copper mine noodles to look it up because I don't remember the name of them right now. Nodes. Nodes. Yeah. Well, Nodes, that's, Craig. That's general. <laughs> that's what they've been called. That's all we got. <laughs> We've been calling them noodles because it's a funnier word than nodes. Uh. Anyway, yeah. The sibling is very rightfully extremely angry with Navani and not talking to. Uh. Wine made from grapes. Yeah. Weird, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, there are four sapphire fabrial nodes hidden throughout the tower. Okay, so yeah, the the sibling is twenty five percent more broke because we're Nav- closer to the defenses being down. Yeah, because Navani was being spied on, really, really obvious, and insisted that tell her where one of its nodes was. The sibling needs to be about twenty percent. Show me on the doll where your node is. Uh, yeah, wine made, from, wine made from grapes. Um, they can't grow grapes in most of Roshar. It just doesn't take, despite being really similar to a lot of, uh, a lot of the native plant life, just doesn't, just doesn't do. Uh, if it doesn't hide in the ground, then it can't grow on the rest of Roshar. That isn't Shinovar. Yep. Raboniel is tired of warring. Raboniel is tired of lots of things, uh, but she's lying. Honor likes marches. Cultivation likes chamber music. Odium likes jazz. Uh, Navani has Raboniel describe the tones, the pure tones of Roshar, and Dave has translated that in our, into types of music that we have on Earth. So yeah. the Odium's is, like, chaotic, but there's, there is a tempo, there is a logic there's to logic it. logic to it. There's chaos, yeah, a logic to it, which yeah. I equate to jazz. But there are so many different forms of jazz, and I didn't feel like being knowledgeable enough to look type of jazz. Dave, have you ever seen the movie Whiplash? No. With J.K. Simmons. I love that guy. I think no. you'd like it. It's it, it's not a pleasant watch. You got me pictures watch. of Spider-Man. It's really I don't intense. want your lemons. <laughs> it's, it's a really intense movie, but it's it's one that I think you'd enjoy watching once. Okay. Hey, Dave, have a you what seen movie? the movie Soul? No. Oh, wait. That, that also is about jazz. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll post it in good things after we get done is recording. Is Soul that Dave. movie with the, with the dad that, like, dies in the beginning and haunts his family into loving him or something. <laughs> no. You mean Ghost Dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not that movie. But you know what? I can see some similarities there. Uh, we probably shouldn't talk about Bill Cosby here. That's a fairly unpleasant topic. <laughs> Chapter 8675309. Uh, yeah, the the, to- the the song 8675309, Jenny, is by Tommy Two-Tone. And Tower Light has two tones. It's a mixing. Mm. Tommy Two-Tone. Honor and Cultivation can both get into concerti. What kind of music would Honor and Odium both like? As we discussed, it's ska. Dave says big band. I say ska. Jazzy. I mean, we could... But it is like, there's a lot of brass and there's a lot of chaos. We could do a very ska-ish big band, like Squirrel Nut Zippers. They're more on the big band. Okay. Like a a 90s swing band, yeah. Yeah. Brian Setzer Orchestra. Uh, This reminds me of a time at work when... I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, I was at work at one time, and a guy, the guy I was working with, uh, he wanted to play reggae. And I was like, I don't really like reggae. I I, I like rock. So then I said, well, let's listen to the police. That's kind of like rock and reggae. Uh, Except neither of us really enjoyed the police. 
I think that the police is a band that you actually have to sit and listen to Joy and not just play in the background. And the lead singer of the police is Sting, who's his name from the wrestler Sting. And I've talked about that before, <laughs> and it's still very funny to me. Uh, Navani has Raboniel sing different tones, trying to find a Sazed. She's like doing a Where's Waldo book, and the music helps her as her thinking. But she and has like these jars of music that she holds to her chest to like keep the tone and sing it so that she can concentrate on the honor tone while Raboniel is uh, uh, odium tone. Anyway, they, they succeed. They make combined Stormlight and Voidlight. Uh, Raboniel calls it Warlight. Yay, congrats. And then, yeah, which I guess that's kind of like, that has an order and a chaos to it. Hey, I and played then that game. Like, sense. I hey, like Mayonnaise Light better. Hey, I did the thing that you wanted me to do. Are you going to leave now? And Raboniel's like, no, mm-hmm. I was lying. What a meanie pain. Wait, uh, wait, a villain? We couldn't trust a villain? I am flabbergasted. How was Honor killed? How is Babby formed? How is Babby formed, Dave? Uh, how do know if Gregnant? I accidentally... That reminds me of XKCD, where Q-Ball's like, I accidentally in your base, and Babby was formed. It's just like a jumble of really senseless memes, like, all in one sentence. Uh, for exact specifics, we actually don't know exactly how Honor was killed. We have some so, ideas. There's some... There's a thought where... It's like, so Rebonial thought that Odium tunes and Honor music were opposite, so that she wanted to find a way to combine them, so that, because she thought that, that like, the Odium tunes killed uh, Honor. But then video, when video she killed the radio star, combine, yes. Yeah, so then she sees that they can combine, and she's like, oh, they're not opposites. Well, let's go find the real, or, or and then Navani. Navani pries some information out of, not pry, like subtly extracts some information out of Rabonial. And so Navani's like, oh yeah, that's why she wanted to try to combine them. And she's like, oh wait, maybe if Honor was killed by opposite of marching music, maybe we can find opposite of jazz. And maybe that's the light that's in the sphere Seth has. And maybe we can use that to destroy Odium. And maybe that caused the explosion that happened right before that we just completely forgot about because things happened. What book? That was this book. That, that happened in this, in book, this book. That was in- two parts ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It feels like we've gotten like three books in one at this rate because we had the weird what? climax. Because the intro of the was like book. its own book. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next chapter 77. I'll handle the bullet points here and then Dave can walk us through the chapter. Okay. Chapter 77, The Proper Legality. Half a year after the last one. This book has a second. Axendweth ghosted Ulim, so Ulim ghosts Venli. Venli gets mad caught. Some older soldier, possibly what's-his-name, gives her detention. Hopefully nothing goes wrong during the feast. How does Nail see Ulim? Because he's a radiant now, Shalon couldn't see Inky Dink. Does that mean Shalon wasn't really a radiant back then? I don't remember when she... I'm pretty sure she soul cast and transported. Transportated. Transportated before. Thank you. When and what was the false desolation? Did that have someone to do with Baedo Mishra? <laughs> Void's friend need a connection between worlds to get out. Well, as long as Nail says it's okay to commit regicide, who are we to question? Why won't Nail touch Yezrin's blade, though? Provision 87 was also used later on the Mink and Zeth. I guess it's Venli's idea now. Adhesion, gravitation. <laughs> That's not part of the <laughs> chapter notes. All right, so chapter 77 nice takes place on the night of Gavilar's death. That's probably Wait, why it's when did that happen? We've ago. never seen it it's before. Happened seven and a half years ago. So this oh. is the fifth prologue in, five, in four books. And who was... All right, so we had... Don't tell me, because I was remembering today. The first book was Seth. The second book was Yasna. The third book was Eshenai and... Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We I mean, the main thing you need to keep in mind do. is that Gavilar sucks. <laughs> we didn't we didn't fully explore that. In t- uh, what did Esh and I do? Not much. So like, Esh and I was like, uh, she actually encounters Gavilar, and Gavilar's like, yeah, yeah I'm totally gonna hey. bring back your gods. What do you think of that? And you know she's like, you what? guys escaped from Odium and the Fused? Yeah. Esh and I keeps walking into meetings that she's not invited to. Wait, did I say Eshenai, or did you ask for Yasna? I asked Eshenai. Yasna went into Shadesmire. Yeah. So Eshenai and the the leaders of the listeners were like, "Oh, we need to kill Gavilar because he's trying to revive the old gods." But 
in chapter 77, we get a completely different perspective on why Nail wants to kill Gavilar and why Ulim wants to kill Gavilar. Well, I mean, Gavilar sucks, so everyone wants to kill him. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty clear. All right, so uh, this takes place seven and a half years ago. It's prologue Axendweth, I think, is someone from not Roshar. Possibly uh, not even the Rosharns. Axendweth was the probably terrorist person. Oh, that's that was, such a terrorist name, yeah. Was with the uh, the original expedition to go meet all the listeners. And gave Venli the... Uh, the pain spray. Yes. Wait, um, there, was a, uh, there was a terrorist person? Are you telling me that all of that jewelry that she was wearing wasn't just for show? Wait, everybody shut up. Ada's on the camera. Hi, Hi Ada. Hello, Ada. Hi, Hi, Ada. Hi. We wave toward my actual camera instead of just off into space. That's so many stuffed animals. <laughs> I understand why she has the confidence to just sprint around her house. She has cushions with her everywhere. Mm. <laughs> All right, what were we saying? Um, so so Axendweth was the terrorist person that gave uh, Venli the captured pain sprint. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember now. Uh, Benoit Blanc 3 is going to be about uh, Gavilar's death. Wait, no, no, no. Axendweth gave Venli Ulim. And then Ulam was the uh, one who said you can use a pain sprint. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ulam right. is a pain sprint. Got it. No. Well, oh, right. Cause, it, oh, yeah, because Ulam, <laughs> he's pain and sprint. Yeah, when Vanley goes out into the storm with Ulam, she doesn't actually discover a new form at that point. It's later on that uh, she uses everyone else as an experiment to find soldier No, form. like she, right, she so, got Ulam, and then she got the captured pain spren and gave them to other people to transform with. Yeah, but that was a different storm from when she first yeah. talked to Ulam. Uh, so Ulam goes Venli. So yeah, so Venli's like, uh, they're in a room with a bunch of toilets, chamber pots. Uh, so they probably weren't Chandra using this room. But I think this is where they take the dirty ones to be like emptied out and and in one of the chamber pots, there's there was supposed to be some kind of gems or something. Ulam Kirby was here poop, to yeah. get. Uh, it's for your and... hands. <laughs> this is your own doing, and I hope you know that. So th- they were looking <laughs> for doing. they were looking for some more <laughs> void sprint. That's that's what they were hoping. Yeah, to that's get. right. Okay, because I, I think Axe and Dweth was supposed to be helping the void sprint get out of Braze uh, and leaving them somewhere for Ulam to find. And then Ulim goes into the the toilet, and Venli's like, "There better not be human poop in there." And then like Ulim turns in, like he takes on a human form, and Venli's like, "Why doesn't he take on a listener form? This guy's a jerk." And that's a good question. Why doesn't he take on a human? Form? I mean, he so, takes like, on a human form because that's where Void Sprint are from. If you remember the big reveal of the last book. No, I don't remember. Humans were original uh, attached. The to humans odium. are from they brought, they brought o- the humans are from Ashen. They brought oh, yeah, Odium with right. them. Yeah, and and they were the first um, Void Bringers. The yeah. humans were the first Void Bringers. Oh, so this wasn't a teaser. This was a callback. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a callback to something that takes place seven and a half years after the scene. So there's a instead of having the orbs in there, there's a letter from Axendorf that's like. Nah, man. Heralds are alive. Nail's here. I'm peacing out. And then Ulam's like, Nail's here. I'm peacing out. So he disappears, and Venli has to try to wander back into the crowds unsuspiciously. First room she walks into, a guard's like, hey, what are you doing here? She pretends she can't understand English or Alethi, and then she gets taken to a room with a bunch of scribes, and a soldier dude who might be what's-his-name Cause he looks, he's kind of described physically like he might be an ardent, cause he's got like a trim beard and a bald head, I think, and he's older. And Dalinar has that older friend who like was a soldier but became an ardent. You mean Kadash? Yeah. Uh, not the same guy. Okay, so this guy's a Chandra. And then why else would he be bald? <laughs> uh, oh, Ulim's uh, herald count here is off by one. Yeah, cause I only remember there being two here, and he said mentions three, I think. Well, he's short by one, actually. There's four. Okay, so Shalash is here, four. Nail is here, Kalak. and who else? Kalak is Kalak. with Nail, and then Yezrian is drinking with Dalinar. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, no one, Yezrian ain't going to do anything. None of them are going to do anything. Because <laughs> they don't do anything. Count. Nail tries to do stuff within his legal framework that he made up for himself. <laughs> uh, so, 
there's some heralds here. So she goes into that room, and then that this guy's an alamancer. Oh my gosh, this guy's an alamancer. So he's, he's like, uh, he's an emotional alamancer because Venley's like trying to be coy and like act, play dumb and not act like she like act like she's trying to act like someone who's lost and trying to find her way back to the feast. And then this guy's like, so uh, do you really not understand Alethi, or are you playing dumb? She's like, I was playing dumb. What's your name? Venley. <laughs> and she's like, why did I say that? Because this guy's an emotional element. So there you go. Um, it's not just zone of truth, dude. <laughs> but yes, emotional elementy off of uh, off of Scadrial insanely just because nobody nobody expects, it. nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. This guy. I just just thought of this as we're reviewing. This guy's elements like almost guaranteed. Um, which makes me think: Should I know who he is? Is it Hoyt? It's not. No one would confuse wit for a military man. So yeah, she has detention, and he's like. I don't know if you're actually trouble, but they're about to sign a treaty. I don't want to cause, I don't want to mess things up, so I'm just going to detain you for four hours. And then Nail shows up. He stares straight at Ulim. He's like, I know you're here. And then they start talking to each other with Venli kind of talking, and there's also everyone else in their listenings. Nobody can see Ulim except for Venli and Nail, so who do they think talking to? It's probably looked really. But anyway, Nail has a decree from Gavilar that act as I'm taking Venli out of your custody, and then he's going along, and you know he doesn't know what tricks him. He's like, <laughs> okay, so Nail is like, how did you get the void sprint off of Braze? And Venli's like. How did you get the void spread off of Brace? And Nail's like, yeah, we messed up. <laughs> All right, um, I need you to kill Gavilar. <laughs> so to your point about there being a bunch of people in the room watching this happen and just sort of going along with it, uh, Nail has a shard blade and a warrant. There are about six people in the entire country that can tell him not to do something right now. And they're all in the building. And so they're not going to call him out for talking to evil critters? No. Nail can do whatever he wants. Yeah. In fact, his warrant probably says... Would you say he is the law? I am the law. Uh, Nail's warrant probably says, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Signed, Gavilar. Except he can't kill Gavilar. So he needs... uh, He needs Venli to do it. He's like, all right, there's this guy. You can buy his oath stone. And he has Yezrian's sword. And, you know... Uh, Ulam knows what Nail is talking about, but Venley's just like, uh-huh, yeah, Jezerin, woo. So, uh, yeah, so Nail can't personally kill Gavilar, but he's lying, but he convinces Venley that Gavilar's gonna turn on her people. And So, like, we have the the Five and Esh and I are like, yeah, we need to kill Gavilar because he's trying to resurrect our gods that we escaped. And then we have Nail, just like, we can't let the uh, desolation happened kill Gavilar. And then we have Ulam that's like, hey, we need to kill Gavilar so that we can get the desolation to happen. <laughs> so. It is pretty funny that this is sort of a... <laughs> it, it's it's the one of those, what is it called? The self-fulfilling prophecy, essentially, where everyone's like... No, this is just Nail being... It might just be okay, Nail well, being yeah, stupid. Nail is being part. stupid. But everyone else is like, oh, we gotta stop Gavilar because he's trying to bring them back. Ulam knows what's up. He knows exactly what this will lead to because he's the only one who's really thinking this through. So why is it that Nail can see? Probably because he's uh, a herald, I would guess. He's a, he's a herald. No, he and... couldn't see him before. Nail and Ulam have known each other for a long time, and Ulam is surprised. that Maybe it's because he's now a level 5 skybreaker, and that comes That's with extra I, stuff? I, I don't know. Something to do with him. But Radiant can't see each other's... Uh, maybe but he went to the Horn Eater Peaks and, and drank some of Rock's... Or of Numuhuku Makiaki Ayalunamore's water. The water of cultivation. Popularity. I don't know. Nail's been around for a while. He picks some. Yeah, so he's like, oh, it's been a long time since the last true desolation. And then I was like, that's right, there was a false one. And I was trying to remember if that had something to do with Batty Mish. It does. Okay. We'll have to talk more about that uh, later. Um, okay, so the way the Voids, the Voids brand need a connection to Roshar to the Fickle Realm in order to escape Braze. And this is why the all that the Oath Pact has failed up to the, um up up to the point before uh Aharetium. Is that the right word? Aharietium, the spy. Uh so 
It might just be the wrong word. It's well, well the Area 18 is the one where the the last desolation, that's where the, the, right. the heretics okay, the are last like... true desolation. Okay, so this is... So the reason that the Oath Pact wasn't working up to that point is because the heralds were like sissies and gave up the pain like they were breaking very quickly they were breaking and the act of them breaking made a connection between them and the realm or maybe maybe a connection between braze and roshar it ultimately let odium cross over and odium sort of handles it well so keep in mind that was a loophole that was found originally they thought okay us 10 will be able to go to braze and keep odium there like that was the original intention and I, I believe it was Odium that found a loophole where it's like, oh, if we make one of them break, then we'll be able to get back over to Roshar and cause a desolation. And we're just going to keep doing that until they give up. Like that, that was, it was essentially a loophole that was found that if they torture the Heralds, they'll eventually break. And keep in mind, mm. with 10 people, only one of them needs to break. And that's why I was just getting shorter and shorter. Right, they only need time. one connection. And it so, was never Talon. Not even up to this one. It will right, never so, be Talon. Yep. Is he a Chandra? Yeah. No, he's just that awesome. He poops right. Kirby's. He poops Kirby hands. <laughs> he's like he's like an ultra mega Chandra. All right. So why doesn't Nail touch it? I understand that Nail can't kill Gavilar because not it's not within the framework. But he just mentions like, oh, I can't touch Yezrian. Like, why can't? Is that part of the Oath Pact or something or other? No. They idea. might not be able to touch the other honorable. That just might be a thing for them okay. as Harold. All right, so um, Venley was technically, like, supposed to be detained, and Nail is like, under provision 87, I'll set you free, which basically says, if you're a criminal, you get pardoned if you have more stuff to do, uh, which happened to the Mink, and which happened to Seth when he was supposed to be in prison. That's a, that's the Alethi code, provision 87. If you're a criminal, it's fine by us, as long as we can use um, for war. And yeah, so this whole chapter, Venley was talking to Ulam like, hey, what are, what are we going to do next for our plan? What's our idea? What's our next step? And then at the end of this chapter, Ulam is like, hey, Venley, you know your idea that was so great and wanted to start a war so that your people will be ready for war? Yeah, your idea is great. Let's go do that now. Let's go buy that. It was, that's the end of this week's chapter. Oh, Any questions? Okay. No. Hey. We made it. Good job, Dave. GG. All right. Gotta go. Peace out, everyone. Bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Dave's gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. Wait an appropriate amount of time so I can actually put my clip break in there to do a mid still need more new intro outro uh what do we got well i have my notes what, what do we got that we didn't discuss with dave because we have told him basically everything about the uh the epigraphs are written by collect I, I looked it up and i posted but that way our listeners can also uh, in case in case they forgot like i did i knew it was one of the heralds but i didn't know which oh i didn't want to take the time but i did want to go into that there's a true last desolation there's a last true desolation there's a false last desolation, a last false desolation, a true true desolation, a true last false desolation. I think you made at least two-thirds of those. It's just like the seasons here in Oklahoma. I've told you guys this and before. <laughs> you know, we have and winter and then fake spring and then second winter. And anyway. And then there's the maybe desolation. All right. Uh, well, I'm just going to read my notes. Chapter 73. Uh, a couple about town, which is that he didn't break. Uh, the stupid Herald is still standing strong all these years later. And he also says, we couldn't break the last Herald. And the humans found some way to pin the whole Oath Pack on him. There's our boy town. All we needed was nine more towns. And none of this would have happened. So I did highlight some things about Bay Ada Mishram. Because I think this is where we get the most amount of information about that false test. Eventually, the Unmade decided to start a war without us. That turned out to be exceedingly stupid. In the past, Odium granted forms of power. But Bay Ada Mishram thought she could do it. Ended up handing out forms of power as easily as Fuse give each other titles. Connected herself to the entire singer species. Became a little god. Not the entire singer species. The listeners are not a separate species. They just broke off. Well, Ulam thinks very little, as we can tell. Ulam thinks very little of most people. Who aren't Basically, 
I don't think Ulam likes working with the singers in general. Like he he hates the listeners, and he begrud- begrudgingly works with listener. Uh, sorry, singers. He, he's a human sprint. Like that's he originally came with the humans, and he's probably super bitter about that. Oh man, Ulam should bond with Moash. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, good. Everybody? They'll be best friends. What a great plan, Mike. Uh, <laughs> basically, everyone relied way too much on an oversized Sprint. Trouble is, Sprint could get stuck in gemstones, and the humans figured this out. End result, Bayuda Mishram got a really cramped prison, and everyone's souls got seriously messed up. So, uh, just to reiterate my what I think happened here is Bayuda Mishram sort of bonded with the pure tones of Roshar, and when Bayuda Mishram was captured, that broke everything. Uh... Honor died fixing it on on his end. Cultivation wasn't weakened, so she was fine, but probably had the Night Watcher to take over visitors' duties afterward. And then uh, nobody could fix it for the singers until Odium came back. Okay, so I did want to talk about the the tone, the pure tones of Roshar, and if that's all we talk about, that'd be cool. Because I was doing some thinking about it, and you you brought it up here. This feels very much like a chasm. Like whatever Bay Ada Mishram did. It is the chasm creation equivalent on on this world. Like whatever she did using the pure tones of Roshar, it like changed them on a fundamental. And by chasm line, you're referring to the one from Elantris, not any of the chasms yes. that are on Roshar. <laughs> the the real chasm line that we have way back on Elantris. Yes, that one. Because um, I was thinking about that and how the tones themselves work. Uh, so if I may just go on a brief uh, tangent about this. Uh, I, I forget who I was discussing this with, but essentially we have the shards on on cell. Like they have been shoved into the cognitive realm, and they're they're, they're broken, so it's not just their their whole shards. But the way investor works on cell is that you essentially have to draw a map in some way. It's on a stamp, or you draw the pattern as an aeon, or you need to do it with your body. Like whatever it is, you are making a map. And therefore, by making a map, the investiture's like, oh, this is where you are, and this is how I can access the realm. Like, that's sort of how it works. Um, All the other shards still exist in the spiritual realm. Like, that's essentially where the investiture tends to hang out. It's from the spiritual realm. In that case, the map, I'm going to say quote-unquote map here, is essentially the tone. The pure tone of a particular shard is a way to access the investiture. So anytime someone uses Stormlight, they are doing something with the pure Stormlight tone. Um, and that's, it's it's not quite a map, like I, that's why I, I quote unquote map. It's not really a map, but it's, it's, it's a connection. It's a way to get that form of investiture. It follows that particular tone or that rhythm, and it can, it can use that. And that's how it goes from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. Does that sort of make sense, or am I, like, way off? It makes sense. It, it makes sense. It acts as a catalyst, like the maps on Cell, like metals on Scadrial, like colors Nalthus. Well, it, well I, would, I would... We also see the thing with somatics that uh, certain tones create certain shapes, which the cities are shaped like that, so it goes back to the map thing. I, I don't know how to articulate well, that, but... I don't want to connect too much of the map, because I think the map thing is specific to cell investiture because it's in the the cognitive realm and and that has like an actual map that you can follow and people think about the map um so it's not quite a map i do think the the cities having a certain shape is due to the dawn singer like they use a certain tone to create the original sit at those locations um but uh yeah it's it's I do want to say, like with Scadrial and people using metals as a catalyst, they're probably using the metals to create whatever preservation or harmony now, what his tone is. Like, it, it's, it does something. Like, it. this whole rhythm that we're getting here, like, this is not just specific to Roshar. This feels like a Cosmere-wide application of the way that the investor... And if you burn, you should be able yeah. to... Yeah. Yeah, because there's You can see the light. Yep. Not necessarily hear the tone, but get the tone. Yeah. Or see the light, because things have different light. Although, you do bring up a good point. I, I think that we have to say there is a difference between just a single tone. And y- you can make... So there's a rhythm, so the pure tone of Roshar. But you can also think of it like in music, where you have a certain scale of music. And there are notes that fit at a certain scale or 
um, I'm sorry, I don't know music theory, so I'm, I'm going to be way off my terminology. <laughs> but like, you have a grouping of chords that work together, and you can you can play music using those chords. Like they they make sense. They work well. Things sound good with them. So basically, and... you have a scale, and I knew music theory years ago, so this is I don't remember it well. But when you have a scale, um, there are certain like sharps and flats that go with that scale. And so when you create a chord, which you do by combining um, multiple notes from a scale, um, you're going to have, oh gosh, I don't know how to say this. You're going to have chords that only go with certain scales. Um, it seems off when you play an incorrect note. Yes. And, and you're, when you're in a certain scale right. or the music is and in that's, a certain that's, scale. And yeah. that's, like, there's nothing wrong with that note. It just doesn't go with that scale. Like, it, it could be I, a perfectly acceptable note in a different song. All right. I think I understand what we're all trying to say here, which is we need a Rashadium POV character. Mm, yes. Yes, we yeah, do. That would be we sort need of that. We need I need that so much. They have music sprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we all need a, a pony. We had a point of view chapter from Cheery Cheery, so... Which I enjoy. Yes, We've had a couple so of those, haven't we? Rashadium point of view win. Win, Brandon. So yeah, I, I think the whole, this this tones of Roshar, uh, I think this is like tones in general. And this this is equivalent to our map for the Selish magic system. You need a rhythm. And then this is why like you can combine certain rhythms, in this case, making the rhythm of war, and you sort of tap into a different application of investiture, if there was anything to guide that. But pretty neat. All right. Uh, I, I did want to talk about that. I don't think there's really... I, I do have some bullet points, but I don't think we need to spend too much time on them. That's the big one. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> wow. Are we actually wrapping up? Okay. Good night, uh, Internet. Are you done? I didn't have anything. I didn't either. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good night, Internet. Actually, actually, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Peace. And we stop. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made-Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.